Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Philip Adams, one of the pastors from our Northside region, and throughout this season here at Park, we wanted to create something consistent that would add at least some sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and every day we're going to be posting a short devotional. We hope you'll join us. We hope you'll enjoy joining us. This is Daily Cut, and I'm Philip Adams. Today we are continuing our walk through Holy Week on this Holy Tuesday as we look at the final days leading up to the death of Christ to the eyes of those who were there. And the eyes we are looking through today are those of Pontius Pilate, the actual governor who oversaw the trial of Christ. Firstly, I'm going to read the passage that this devotion is anchored in, then I will read the devotional itself, and then we'll finish up with a question to reflect on. So firstly, let me read from John chapter 19, verses 5 to 11. That's John chapter 19, verses 5 to 11. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law. And according to that law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. So Pilate said to him, you will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. And now let me read the devotional entitled, A Lesson in Love. Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor under the emperor of Tiberius who ruled over Judea during the time of Christ's trial. He was a man who understood how to get stuff done. He understood how to accomplish his goals and the necessities involved in retaining power, making him an expert at self-preservation. What he couldn't negotiate through skilled oratory and political maneuvering, he would accomplish through brute force. Now Jesus is standing before this governor with an opportunity to demonstrate his own ability to shrewdly navigate the system. Most prisoners would already be acting on Pilate's hesitancy to get involved in what Pilate felt was a matter for the Jewish religious leaders to solve amongst themselves. Most prisoners would be pleading their innocence, demanding mercy, working the angles to preserve themselves and receive a favorable verdict. Not Jesus. Jesus remains silent. The soldiers have placed their twisted crown of thorns on his head. They have stripped him and wrapped a mocking robe around his shoulders. He's been led out to the crowds, bleeding and bruised, to be degraded as Pilate declares, Behold the man, in the hope that this mockery would satisfy the religious leaders, but it does not. Crucify him, crucify him, continues to be their cry. Soon Pilate's frustrations with Jesus reach a climax as he lashes out with two questions. Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have the authority to release you or crucify you? Pilate is asking, why aren't you fighting back? Why aren't you preserving yourself? Do you know who I am? To which Jesus responds, you would have no authority over me if it were not given to you from above. 
which means above this entire situation is a supreme authority, sovereign over all human authority, who is right now not choosing to self-preserve, but to love. What Pilate did not know is what we in hindsight today do know, that the trial and execution of Christ was a demonstration of love and a lesson in love. We read in 1 John 3.16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Christ's display of losing his life on the cross, his refusal to preserve self, his silence was an intentional act of love to save sinners like us, but also an intentional act of love to teach sinners like us. John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Which means that the Christian life is cruciform. It's lived in the form of laying our lives down for others, to become like the one who demonstrated the greatest act of love in laying his life down for us. Hence, Easter is not only a call to remember, but a call to action a lesson in love. You know, when I look at the two characters in the devotional that I just read, sadly, I often feel that there's a pilot living within myself, a survivor, a political maneuverer, a self-preserver. When I look at my life and, and Ruth, my wife, and my three kids, Summer, Nora, and Jackson, I want my life to be safe. I want, I want my life to be stable. I want the only direction for my life to be upwards or horizontal, but just not down. And so when I hear Christ's command to love, I think, I think, okay, I will love my neighbors. I'll love my brothers and sisters at church and I'll love the marginalized and the poor, but just don't make me love them like Jesus. Don't make me lay my life down. Don't make me lay down my dreams. Don't make me lay down what I'm building. Don't make me lay down my name and my reputation. And yet the incredible thing is that when we immerse ourselves in the love of Christ for us, when we are overwhelmed and saturated with God's heart towards us and all the sense of worth and value Jesus' love brings us, his love begins to seep into our souls. His love becomes what we would now call our own and our pilots get pushed back. Our desire to preserve ourselves gets pushed back. And we are filled with a love that is not vague, a love that is not general. The love of God that seeps into our souls is a love for people. People with names and faces, people who before lived in the shadows, people whom before we never noticed nor desired to know, but now whom we love and for whom we will silently lay our lives down. And so the reflection question for each of us today is simple. What are their names? For whom has God called you to lay your life down? And friends, remember that this lesson in love can only be learnt through living in the incredible freedom of God's love for you. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.